Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this is episode number 33, my number one method to getting clients. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Hey friends, it's been a while. Happy New Year to all of you listening to the podcast. Uh, today's date is January 19th, and it has been a while since I've recorded a new podcast, and I, I want to talk about that. Um, but before I do, I just want to mention the Filming with Josh Facebook group. If you are not yet a member of Filming with Josh on Facebook, I want to encourage you to hop on Facebook and type in Filming with Josh and ask to join the group today. The Filming with Josh Facebook group is a place where me and other like-minded videographers and photographers and small business owners um, work together to teach videography and audio design and storytelling and basically all things video, how to get clients, how to grow your business, how to write contracts, all of that kind of stuff. So if you're not on the Filming with Josh Facebook group, uh, go to Facebook, type in Filming with Josh and ask to join the group and I'll make sure to make you a new member. It has been a while. I don't think I've done a podcast since October. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm totally fine with that. And the reason is because I've been so busy with work. It's been amazing. Um, in some of the previous podcasts I did when uh, COVID first started happening, I, I lost a lot of business. I, let me back up. I didn't lose business, but a lot of contracts I had uh, got put on pause. Um, for instance, one of them was for uh, the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. We were getting ready to do a marketing video for their college of business. And the week we were supposed to start the video was the week that all universities across the nation pretty much shut down their campuses. Um, so clearly that job didn't happen at that time. Now I had a contract with them and we're still going to be doing the job, but we're not doing it until this spring. Um, so, you know, that got postponed. And uh, another example, I had just went under contract with this plastic surgeon client of mine that I do so much work for. Um, but her surgeries are elective. And when the governor of Texas said, hey, we don't want to do any uh, elective surgeries um, for a while, her office had to close. And so as you could see, there were numerous things that um, basically put me put me out of work for a period of time, man. It was like four or five months that it was it was tough. Um, but man, have things turned around. Um, getting toward the end of summer, work really started picking up for me. And then it just exploded. And by the end of summer, early fall, I, I looked at my calendar and I was booked all the way from the fall to <laughs> May of 2021. I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable to me. I was uh, I was back to work with the plastic surgeon. I was script writing the video for that university project so we could finally uh, get that going. I started a huge project for this geospatial engineering firm out of Austin, um, and I started doing a lot more work with uh, my commercial real estate client that I do a lot of business with. Uh, I started doing some other uh, new ranch real estate projects for some other customers of mine. Um, I started working on uh, a project for this 
new hunting blind company that's coming out. Um, I mean, there's so many different projects. I, I honestly, genuinely cannot even remember them all. I went to West Texas and filmed an Audad hunt, um, and I started working on a contract for this customer that works with a, a nonprofit organization for um, children who have autism. And I mean, there's just so many different projects. I, I genuinely can't even remember all of them. It was just one thing after another. And then to top it off, I got into live streaming this past summer. I saw the need for it because of COVID. And I started uh, offering multi-camera live streaming. And I worked with my friend Danny Dodge to um, kind of figure out the initial pieces I wanted to get. Uh, and then from there, I kind of made it my own and, and started acquiring some things that I needed for my specific live streams. And now I'm doing multi-camera live streaming for tons of companies. I mean, I'm doing a ton of business in the live streaming market right now. And guys, these are not small jobs. Uh, these are really good jobs and they pay really well. I mean, I'm making way more per day than my typical video day rate would be because it's a it's a more niche thing. It's a more complicated thing. It's obviously live. So if you make any mistakes, they, <laughs> they happen live. So there's some pressure there, but it's more valuable because of that. And it's really valuable right now. So we're offering a multi-camera live streaming up to four different cameras at once with up to six different microphones. And we can also take... Uh, inputs for slide presentations, lower thirds, we can do graphics, we can play videos during our live streams, pre-made videos. I mean, there's so many things we can do. And so I'm offering these to event venues. I'm offering them to uh, large companies. Uh, LGI Homes, for instance, they've been a client of mine for uh, a while now. And then I picked up the phone and called them and, and let them know I was doing this. And I said, hey, if you guys have been struggling to do your quarterly meetings because of COVID, I can help you have them. Um, virtually and we can still play the slides like you normally would at your quarterly meetings and we can still have presentation uh, presentations happen where people come up and talk we can still do all of that um, just virtually and they took me up on that and so we're doing all kinds of things live streaming from events to quarterly meetings and company meetings to man you name it, it it's been it's been incredible. Um, so if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't gotten into the live streaming game you really need to um, it doesn't cost a lot to initially get in it, but as you get bigger and you get bigger clients and your projects get more complex, at that point, um, you know, you might end up spending more like uh, I I've ended up buying custom keypads uh, like Stream Decks that allow me to uh, do custom certain things, customize things for the way I want to do things. Um, I'm getting into wireless live streaming where I'm going to basically get uh, Hollyland Mars wireless monitoring or wireless uh, video transmission units for every single one of my cameras so I can do wireless live streaming on all my camera systems. And and so like if you start getting a lot of customers and a lot of jobs, you might start spending more money like I am to, to get to really ramp it up. But man, honestly, for $1,000, you could get started. And so if you've already owned the cameras and lights and microphones and a laptop, uh, and tripods and, and things like that, if you already have those things, then you could get started with a really great live streaming unit for a thousand bucks and uh, and to be able to start offering things to your customers um, that maybe other people around you aren't offering yet. And now is the time to get in on it. Don't wait, get in now, because if you wait, uh, somebody else will and you'll be an afterthought. 
get in it now, get the business while you can and grow that bad boy. Like that's what I'm doing and it's been tremendous. So aside from all the video projects I named off earlier, I'm doing a ton of live streaming. I've got a huge event coming up in April. Next week, we're actually doing our first run through. It's January and we're doing a practice run through uh, live stream session in Dallas um, months ahead of the event because it's a three day speaking engagement and we want to iron out all the kinks now. So all three days are are an amazing uh, are amazing experiences for our virtual watchers and so it's just it's awesome and so I highly encourage you to get into live streaming so as you can see between live streaming and all these different projects I have been incredibly blessed and and I want to talk about how I got some of those jobs and and the number one method I, I have to getting jobs like these and and I, I want to first say I'm not foolish enough to act like I am the sole reason I have these jobs. Um, if I were to say that, I feel like that would be a, a slap in the face to God because as a Christian, um, I, as a Christian, I recognize that I only have what I have because God blessed me with it for whatever reason. And um, it's just my job to recognize that, to glorify him and and to uh, make sure that it is known like, hey, this is his work, it's not mine, I'm a steward of his business. Uh, people may call it my business, but it's God's business, and I'm just a steward of it. So I, I want to say that, because I don't want to act like I'm the sole reason I have these jobs, because that's not the case. I prayed really hard that my business would survive COVID, and I was fortunate, and it did. Um, and not everybody's did, for whatever reason. Mine did, and I'm very thankful for that. So I want to say that, because I don't want to act like this is all me. That being said, I do have a method to getting clients that I want to talk about. And I've touched briefly in other podcasts about ways you can get clients. But what I want to talk about is the number one way I get clients. It's my number one method. And this isn't going to be a super long podcast. I just want to talk about this um, because I want to give you guys some food for thought as you're kind of getting your week going. If you are going to take anything away from this podcast, it's this phrase right here. The way that I treat my business is this. Every day is a chess match or a game of chess for my business. Every day is a game of chess for my business. That's how I look at it. Every single day, I'm playing chess. Everything I do is a move to help me grow my business. Everything. And I'm going to give some examples of that today. But that's an important phrase I want you to keep in the back of your head. It's just a giant game of chess. I have met a lot of younger videographers who were like me when I was getting started. They wanted to get into video production and they start getting their first paid clients and they start buying gear and they start getting pretty good at what they're doing. Uh, but now they want to get a lot of clients. And they're looking, a lot of people are looking for this like cheat code. Like what's the fast track to getting business? What's the What's the, the quick way I can grow and get a bunch of clients? The overnight success story. And guys, I want to say that the odds of you like having some magic button or some video you make that all of a sudden overnight gets you a million clients, like I want to say the odds of that happening to you are slim to none. It might happen to one of every you know, 1,000 people out there, but but to be honest with you, there is no Facebook ad that you can run. There is no one video you can make to show the world your skills. <laughs> There's nothing like that out there that's going to magically get you a bunch of clients. 
It just doesn't exist. It has happened before. You know, there are people out there who have had something amazing that they made that their career just like, boom, seemingly just exploded almost overnight. But I am telling you in the real world for like 99% of people out there, that's not going to be how it works. It's something that takes time. There is no cheat code. There's no magic Facebook ad. There's no formula to drive people to your website that's going to instantly bring you success in this business. It's just not how it works. And that may not be something you want to hear if you're someone who's kind of new to this and is trying to grow your business, your video business or your photography business. Uh, and, and I'm talking more to video today, uh, and I'll get into that in a minute. But But the reality is, is that for people in the video business, it's not an overnight thing. It's something that takes time. And you've probably heard the phrase, most businesses fail in the first five years. And that is that is so true. That's because there's a million things that could happen in the first five years. You could have a lot of business one month and not a lot of business the next month. You could go three months where you're feeling like you're a millionaire and three months where you can barely afford ramen. You could be growing and then... Um, and something bad happens and you have to step away for some time and that ends up killing the growth you made. I mean, there's a million different things that can happen that could make you um, fail in the first five years. But the first five years are typically the hardest five. And for, for those people in any business that can make it through the first five years, things usually get a little easier. And they don't get easy. <laughs> It'll always be tough when you own a business, but they'll get easier. And the reason is, is because if you've been in business, let's just say video, if you've been in the video business for five years and you've hit that five-year mark, the reason why it should start getting a little easier is because you've been around for a while. People have hired you. People have used you. People probably know who you are. If you've been doing business for five years or longer, People know you, and because you've done probably a lot of jobs for a lot of different clients, your name is out there, and so you'll find that work kind of naturally finds its way to you because you've been around for a while, and so if someone's out talking to someone, and and that's someone they're talking to is says, man, I, I'm, I'm really needing a videographer. I want to bring somebody in or a company in. I want to do a video for my business. Uh, and the guy he's talking to is someone you've done business with, there's a good chance you're going to get that job. And you might already have seen that early on in the first year or two of being in business. But after being in business for five years or longer, you'll have a, so many of those out there that you'll find that things start to become a little easier. So you, you really want to try to hang in there long enough for that to happen. And when you get to that point, um, that's a really good feeling, but that takes time. That's not an over the night, overnight type thing. That's not a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad. That's just being being around and being in business and doing a lot of work for a lot of people for quite a long period of time, and that's that's kind of natural. But that being said. There is something you can do that can help you get to that point. And it, again, it's not some magic Facebook ad or some magic Instagram ad. It's not encouraging you to, you to go out and make some short film that's going to get your name everywhere. Uh, what it is, is it's a strategy. And that strategy is, is treating every day like a chess match for your business. And 
This is my number one method to getting clients. It's how I made it through my first five years of business. I've been in business a while now at this point, but it's how I made it to the five-year mark. It's how I'm still growing, and it's treating every day like a chess match. Now, you're probably tired of hearing me say that. You probably want to know what I mean, so I'm going to start giving you some examples. A couple months ago, I picked up the phone and I called LGI Homes, one of my biggest clients. If you don't know who LGI Homes are, you might have seen their homes for sale. They are one of the uh, largest home building companies in the United States. And they've been a client of mine for for several years now. So we've been doing business together for a while. Uh, But that being said, I, I don't really work with the CEO or the COO or anybody like that within the company. I'm typically getting hired by the in-house video team, like the in-house video guy that works full-time in-house contracts me a lot. And that's how I get a lot of my business. So a couple months back, I picked up the phone and I called him and I told him that I was offering live streaming because I had really got into it at this point. And, and I explained to him that, hey, we could you know, we could allow you to do your quarterly meeting still. So he took me up on that offer. And a couple weeks ago, or about a week and a half ago, I went to their corporate headquarters just outside of Houston, Texas. And I I set up to do a multi-camera live stream. But this is how the chess match starts to come into play. As I was getting my gear together and packing for this trip because it was two days. There was a rehearsal day where we set up, tested out the live stream, figured out the camera angles, how we were going to do the audio, how we were going to do the lighting. We even brought the speakers in and let them run through their presentations while we did a mock live stream. And then there was the actual live stream day, which was the next day. So I'm there for two days. And as I was packing for this trip and kind of getting stuff together, I was thinking about ways that I could go into this and get more business because it's a game of chess for me. It's not just a job. This is a chess move. How can I strategically use this opportunity to grow my business beyond just doing the job? So as I was packing, one of the things I thought about was a lot of the big hunters I've met in this world, uh, because I'm I'm into hunting and fishing, and a lot of the big hunters I've met in this world are a lot of times CEOs or COOs or people that have high up positions um, within different companies or organizations. And it's because this is a home building company, a really large home building company, and it's based here in Texas, there's a pretty good shot that someone high up in this company could be uh, a hunter. And because they're got a high up job, they probably make pretty good money. They could be um, pretty big hunters, you know, world hunters. A lot of the world, uh, world hunters that I've met over the years um, have positions like this. So as I was packing for this job, I thought, how can I use this opportunity to network and maybe uh, connect with the CEO or maybe the COO or someone within this company. If it isn't the CEO, maybe it's the COO. If it's not him, maybe it's someone else. But there's a good shot that someone within this company that's kind of high up, who I'm about to be in front of as I'm live streaming their event, um, could be interested in hunting or fishing or the outdoors. So to strategically play play chess during this uh live stream event, I decided to bring with me a couple of hats. (laughs) And you're probably thinking, what hats? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, this, this is how, this is how I did it. I thought to myself, if I dress, I'm going to dress pretty nice. It's a corporate headquarters. I'm going to dress nice, but I'm going to allow myself to wear a hat. And the first day I'm going to wear a Sitka gear hunting hat. It's a Sitka hat. It's not a camo hat. It's just this blue hat that says Sitka on it. But anybody who's into hunting, if they see me with a Sitka hat on, they're going to know I'm a hunter. 
instantly. You don't wear Sitka hat if you're not into hunting, right? So that was one of the hats I packed. And then I thought if that doesn't work, then on the next day, the day of the live stream, I'm going to wear an Orvis hat because maybe someone's a fly fisherman or is into fishing. I'm going to try to hit on some level here so I can connect with these people. So I packed an Orvis hat as well. So I get there for the live stream and on the very first day, the, the rehearsal day, when we set everything up, I wore my Sitka hat. The whole day comes and goes and no one says anything. And I thought, all right, there must not be any hunters in this office. Tomorrow I'm going to wear the Orvis hat. So the next day I show up. It's the actual live stream day. I get there early. We get all the cameras set up. We're live. We just haven't hit the live button, but we're like ready to roll. And I have my Orvis hat on. Bingo. This one hits. The CEO himself of the company looks at me and says, so are you a fly fisherman or do you just like to wear Orvis hats? And... I looked at him and I said, man, I'm actually uh, really big into fly fishing. In fact, I'm actually building a house in New Braunfels right now so I can be right next to the Guadalupe River so I can fly fish for trout all year round. And right about that time, the COO says, well, it's not a bad hat, but personally, I like the one you had on yesterday better. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, you had a Sika hat on yesterday, right? And I said, yeah, I did. He goes, yeah, well, I'm a really big hunter and I noticed you had that hat on. Do you hunt as well? And uh, I said, yeah, I, I do. I said, in fact, a lot of my work is in the hunting industry. Boom, guys, it worked. Both hats hit. <laughs> and nobody said anything the first day, but the second day with the Orvis hat, the CEO started it off and then the COO spoke up. Both hats hit. And the next thing you know, the CEO says, hey, in our during our break session, um, let's talk hunting. And we did. We talked hunting. And the guys, they asked me about like where I've where I've, where all I've hunted, um, where all I've filmed hunts, things like that. And next thing you know, we talked about different projects I've done. And then the next thing you know, the CEO and the COO, even though I'm already working for LGI Homes, I've never met either of them personally, but they're handing me their business cards and they're asking me to email them my work, um, specifically the COO, because he has some really big sheep hunt coming up and he wanted to talk to me about maybe doing a short film project with it. I'm telling you guys, like that's how it works. It was a chess move. It was all it was was a hat, but it was a strategic hat. I brought two different ones trying to figure out kind of the personalities in this office where one one day won the next. And if either of them hit, I can at least have an opportunity to talk to them. And I wasn't trying to get necessarily that kind of work. I wasn't even wearing those hats hoping that they'll hire me to do something outdoor related. It was just more that I wanted a reason to connect with them, to have a conversation with them. Because if they are if they if they see me with those hats on and they feel like they can identify with me and my personality and we can start talking because we have similar interests, then maybe we can get business, more business like the live stream job I was doing, or maybe something else. But the, the, the point is, it was a chess move so that I could build a relationship with them. And that's exactly what happened. And now I'm going back uh, next week to do another live stream job. Um, I've shot them emails over with my work. And in the outdoor world, and I might get some business there. It was all because of this chess move I made. And as I said earlier, there's no overnight, like no button you can click that's going to make you some just instant overnight success. It's all about time. Like it just takes time. But if you play chess like this every day, if every day is a game of chess for you, then it's going to pay off down the road because all of these little things that you do and these little relationships you make are going to start to get you jobs down the road as those relationships develop. 
I'll give you another example. Similarly, I was at Cabela's one day several years ago, and I was there to, I don't, I don't remember what I was there for. I was there to do something, and I noticed this guy standing in the outdoor hunting clothing aisle, and I noticed he happened to be looking at Sitka clothes, Sitka gear clothes, and he looked not like someone who was just browsing, but someone that was there looking for something in particular, but not like he quite knew what he was looking for. So the chess guy I am, I thought to myself, all right, this guy is looking at some expensive clothes and he's going to buy it here at Cabela's at the full retail cost. And so obviously he's got a little bit of money because Sika gear is pretty expensive, especially if you have to pay full price. If you're in the outdoor video industry like I am, you know that you can get 40% off on it. But this guy's buying it at retail full price. Clearly he's a hunter and clearly he's got some money. I'm going to go up and talk to him. So that's what I did. So I went up to him and I said, hey man, you look like you're, you're looking for something in particular. You got a big hunt coming up? And he said, man, as a matter of fact, I do. I'm actually going to be going on a black bear hunt. Um, I, I can't remember exactly where it was. And, and he started telling me about the hunt. And um, I said, well, man, I, I see you looking for for some clothes. Like, what are you, are you trying to figure out what to get for the hunt? And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, do you know anything about Sitka? And I said, as a matter of fact, I do. And I said, I actually have a ton of Sitka clothes and I wear it uh for a lot of my work. He said, well, what do you do? And I told him what I did. And he's like, really? So we start talking and, and I help him pick out some clothes and we start chatting. And guys, turns out he's the owner of Bloomer Trailers. And if you don't know anything about Bloomer Trailers, they're a large, well-known uh, trailer company that builds horse trailers. And they're big sponsors of a lot of the big time rodeos and things like that. They're a huge company and they're Texas-based. And Turns out the guy I was talking to was the owner of Bloomer Trailers. And it was all because I went in and played a game of chess, offered to help this guy um, so that I could have an opportunity to talk to him. And I didn't even know he was the owner of Bloomer Trailers. I knew nothing about him. I just knew he was a guy, and I read the situation, who was looking to pay full retail on some expensive outdoor clothes, meaning he's into hunting and he's got money. I'm going to find out why. And Next thing you know, we exchanged contact information, and a couple days later, he calls me and says, hey, man, I just wanted you to know I like your work. I'm on your website, and I'm actually uh, watching one of your projects right now, uh, and I have a Major League Baseball player with me, and he's watching it with me, and the Major League Baseball player is like, hey, man, I love your work. I, because I walked up and, and talked to a guy at Cabela's and strategically read the situation, I got my work in front of him, this big business owner, as well as a Major League Baseball player. It was a game of chess. I'll give you another example. When I first moved to the Texas Hill Country, I didn't know anybody here really, and I didn't have any clients here, but I knew I needed to get networked and plugged in. So I thought, who do I know that lives in the Hill Country who could help me get plugged in? And I remembered that uh, when I was a kid, I moved away when I was 11, uh, I lived in the Hill Country till I was 11. But when I was a kid up to when I was 11, I, I attended the elementary school here. And the elementary school principal was actually a close friend of my family's. He went to church with them, was in their small group, things like that. So I thought, you know, if I'm looking for a way to get networked and plugged in, I'm going to call him. He's a well-known guy, and he probably remembers me from when I was a kid. So I picked up the phone and found his number and called him and said, hey, Tuck, you probably don't remember me, but this is Josh Milligan. And he's like, no way, Josh Milligan, I haven't talked to you in like, 
you know, almost 15 years. He's like, how's it going, man? And I was like, oh, it's going great. And I said, hey, I just wanted you to know, I, I, I moved back to the Hill Country recently, and uh, I'm looking to, to kind of get plugged in. I have a small business that I'm moving here with me, and I'm just kind of trying to get plugged in and network and meet people. And uh, he asked me about my business, and I told him about it. And he said, hey, let's get together and have coffee. So I met up with him like a couple days later. We got coffee. And uh, I told him a little more about my business. And then I found out that he was now the headmaster of this uh, privately funded Christian school. And he told me about this big fundraiser they had coming up, this fundraiser banquet. So we got to talking and I offered to him, I said, hey, what if I made a video for your fundraiser banquet and donated it to the school pro bono, free of charge? And you could use it at your banquet to help raise money at the auction. And in return, all I would ask is that you tell the people at the banquet who you're going to play the video in front of that I'm the one who made it. And it was a chess move, guys. I don't, I, I, I don't really like doing free work. Obviously, nobody does. But this was a chess move. I knew that this Christian school was a private school. It costs money to go to this school. And the fundraiser banquet was going to have a lot of the parents there as well as a lot of business owners that were invited business owners that were invited to come because they were trying to raise money people who had money were at this banquet business owners were going to be at this banquet i knew that so if i could get my work in front of them it was a chess move it would be a it would be a wise decision a good way for me to get my name out when i had just moved here so he was all for it he agreed to it and i, I spent a, a while making this project for the school i went up there a bunch shot a different uh, a bunch of different um video shots and 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 wrote this really cool script and i made the video and they put it up at the banquet and before they played it, they announced that it was donated to the school by Joshua Milligan and Rustic River Media, and they asked me to stand up, and they introduced me to everyone, and then they played the video, and everybody loved it. When it was over with, it got a standing ovation, and I had countless people come over and introduce themselves to me, and I'm telling you, like 90% of the work I have in the Hill Country today is because of that video. If it wasn't people who were there who hired me, it was people they introduced me to who hired me. I have gotten a ton of business from that day, a ton of business. I honestly couldn't even begin to count the number of jobs I got because it would be impossible to know, but they all started there. And then I met someone through there and met someone else through there from that person. And it just went on and on, but it all started that day because of that chess move that I made. In fact, the school loved it so much that they paid me full price the next year to come back and make a second one. And so like that, that was a chess move that landed me another job with the school and landed me a lot more business uh, down the road. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, I, the plastic surgeon job I have right now, like all the, like I've done almost 200 videos for this plastic surgeon. That's not an exaggeration. I've been working for them for years. I got it through someone I met at that banquet that day. eBay Austin, I met the CEO of eBay and the CEO of StubHub, and I did a project with them at eBay Austin. This is the CEO of eBay, guys. I got that opportunity because of people I met at that banquet that day. I mean, that sounds crazy, and it was years down the road, but it was a chess move, a chess move that got me there. And the, the project I'm doing for the geospatial engineering firm right now, same thing from people I met at that banquet that day. I'm telling you, it, it's been huge for me. 
And so everything I do, everywhere I go, every person I talk to, everything that I wear is a chess move for me. If I'm going somewhere and I think that wearing a pair of boots is going to help me to fit in and strike up a conversation with someone, I do it. If I'm going somewhere and I think, hey, I need to wear a Dallas Cowboys jersey because I'm going somewhere next week um, up in Dallas and I want to be able to identify with um, the guy I'm going to be working with because I know he's a sports fan. Another example, the geospatial engineering firm I'm working with right now. I've been doing a lot of virtual meetings with them as we planned out the project, but I hadn't actually met the marketing director of the geospatial engineering firm in person yet. The marketing director is the guy, he's the guy who's going to hire people like me. And so he's the person to know. And I'm already doing a project for them, but I want to be able to do more projects for them. And I know that the best way to do more projects beyond just doing a good job of the one I'm currently doing is to like get along with and to and to identify with the marketing director. So I did some research on him and found out that he's on the board for the Guadalupe River chapter of the Trout Unlimited organization. It's the largest chapter of Trout Unlimited in the country. is actually in Texas, believe it or not, and it's on the Guadalupe River, and he's on the board. And so if he's on the board, you don't get on the board of the Guadalupe River chapter of Trout Unlimited unless you are a diehard fly fisherman. Like you don't, you wouldn't care enough to be on the board. He serves on the board. That tells me he fly fishes. So when I met him in person for the first time when we started our project, I mentioned to him, "Hey, man, I uh, I happened to hear your name one time. I made this part up, but I said I heard your name one time. Uh, are you are you on the board by chance of the uh, Guadalupe River Chapter Trout Unlimited?" He's like, "Yeah, as a matter of fact, I am." He's like, "Why? How did you hear that? And 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 are you a fly fisherman?" And I said, "Yes, I am." And and next thing you know, we hit it off, and now we're talking about going fly fishing together, guys. That was a chess move. Everything is a chess move. And that is the number one way that I get customers. That right there. I pick up the phone and I ask people to go get dinner with me, not to, to give them a sales pitch, but just to ask them how they're doing. It's a chess move. I, I invite someone to go hunting with me. Um, why? It's a chess move. Everything's a chess move. Everything I do. And a lot of it is just because I want to build relationships with people and and I want to just build friendships with people and and I want to glorify God and and I want to do those things and those are all a part of it. But make no mistake, I live every day as a game of chess for growing my business. From what I wear to who I talk to to how I talk to them to what we talk about, it's all strategic and, and an effort for me to grow my business. It's not some magic overnight ad that you can run on Facebook or Instagram that's going to suddenly get you billions of clients. It's taking the time to figure out what are your clients' interests and how can you identify with their interests. Could it be a football jersey? Could it be a hat, a hunting hat or a fishing hat? Could it be something you talk about? What can you do to build a relationship with someone? What's a way that you can play chess? That's how I treat every single day. So if you're looking for like a way to grow your business, that's the number one way. Don't spend all your time running senseless Facebook ads, hoping that one of them will hit and get you a job. Don't don't pick up, you know, your keyboard and go on YouTube and pay, you know, for one of these classes that says grow your video business from zero to $100,000 in six weeks. Don't spend your money on that. Do it the proper way. Get organic business by treating every single move you make like it's a game of chess for your business. 
I hope that you find this podcast interesting. If so, go to the Filming with Josh Facebook group and comment on the podcast post and uh, let us know what you think about this podcast. Let's chat about your methods for getting business and let's chat about what I talked about in today's podcast. And again, if you're not a member of the Filming with Josh Facebook group, I want to encourage you to join the group today. Go to Facebook, type in Filming with Josh and ask to become a member. Guys, I hope you all are doing well and are staying safe out there. I want to conclude with this. Um, I I was a firm believer that COVID was uh, an overhyped thing um, last year um, and that it was an excuse to shut down businesses and to take control. Uh, And I still believe that to an extent. I do still believe that we handled things wrong. I do still believe we shouldn't have closed down the businesses. And I do still believe that um, it was used uh, as an excuse to take control, more power and more control than what we um, would have normally have given up. Um, and I, I, so I still firmly believe those things. Uh, however, um, I do believe now that COVID is... Uh, it is still, it is serious, and I take it more seriously as an illness today than I used to. Uh, it unfortunately took my grandmother um, in November, and it has taken uh, another family friend of ours. Uh, it made my mother-in-law really sick recently. She had to go to the hospital last week. Um, it's a real thing. It's a real thing, and people really are getting sick. So while I still believe it is a, uh, it is a tool being used, to um, shut businesses down and to strip people of their freedoms. And I'm I am proud to say that on this podcast. I don't care. I truly believe that's a, that's a thing. We don't need to be controlling people and forcing and mandating the closures of some businesses while letting others stay open. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, however, it is a real sickness. And so guys, be safe out there. If you feel sick, don't get around your don't get around your uh, family or your, your parents, if you feel like they're at risk, um, don't go around anybody else who's at risk. Just just be safe and know that COVID, unfortunately, is a real thing. Um, and if you're not careful, it'll get you. And guys, have a great uh, rest of your week. I look forward to talking to you guys next time. Take care. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.